Hello everybody. How are you doing? It's Lori Haywood uh, Mains with LoriHaywood.com. I'm getting everything set up so hang on here a second. Good to see you. Good to be back. And we are on part two of the um, Believer's Authority. Hang in here with me while I get some of my scriptures pulled up. Uh, how's everybody doing anyway? Getting ready for the holidays. I know it's such a busy time. And uh, it can be um, if you're not if you're not careful with the holidays, it can it can pull the wrong kind of energy out of you. And uh, that's what we don't want to have happen. We want to focus on the reason why the holidays are here, and that is because of Jesus Christ. And um, so we want to focus on that. Yeah, you know, just a little quick minute here before we get started. It's now that uh, the subject's been brought up. <laughs> is um, <clears throat> we want to be careful with the type of energy that um, the uh, Christmas holiday draws out of us. Um, I I'm going to give a scenario. Um, Yesterday I was at the grocery store and uh, every line was long, of course, and I was in one of those self-checkout uh, lines. And uh, the person who was in front of me, I believe, had had, uh, had never checked themselves out before in a self-checkout line, self-served line. So uh, the um, task was uh, quite large for this individual. And so I was looking at all the register lines thinking okay so if I move I'm going to probably just end up in another long line and so forth and so on and so I just stopped for a second and I asked myself the question now this was the second time I was in that store yesterday too so um, <clears throat> in the natural I had every reason to be like in a hurry so uh, obviously there's a lot more people out there shopping for food and you know the Christmas lists and everything that they have to do to get prepared for the holiday and uh, so I was standing there uh, thinking about these things, and, uh, and uh, I thought to myself, okay, uh, right now I have a choice. I have a choice to either get impatient and make this a miserable experience for myself, or I can find something in this moment that um, will take me through, if you will, to the other side. And so I could see that this uh, this customer was having a hard time scanning and, and the, the thing kept locking up. She had to kept, keep waiting for the, the attendant to come over and help. So I thought, well, all right, I know what I'll do. I'll go down on the other side of her and I'll bag her uh, groceries. Um, now, you know, I wasn't like trying to get a little feather stuffed in my cap and, and call myself a good doobie. That, that wasn't why I was doing it. I wasn't even planning on sharing that right now. Uh, what I was doing was I was changing a situation around that could very well put me into a, you know, little negative tailspin. So I went down to the end where her groceries were and I started bagging them and I got them all bagged up. And then by the time she was done, I walked back to my cart and I, and I rang myself out. And of course, she was very thankful. And uh, but the point of that was was I took control. I took charge. I was aware 
uh, that, hey, what can I do with this situation that is going to be healthy for me? And not only was it healthy for me, it ended up uh, helping someone else out, truly. I think they were a little embarrassed anyway because they were having a hard time. So, you know, I just, uh, th this is the kind of mentality that I try to go out with, especially, especially this time of year, is when you're driving, give yourself those extra few minutes um, please, or put on your favorite CD or music or something to make that journey to wherever you're going a little healthier for you uh, in your mind so you don't get into the road rage kind of thinking. And then also when you're out there shopping, um, I used to work in retail years ago. And so I've been around in that area and I see the exhaustion that comes to the cash registers and the cashiers, my goodness, they get pretty beat up and uh, they're burned out and they don't even like Christmas anymore <laughs> after you work in retail because they got to deal with the likes of us on the other side. So what I, what that taught me at that time when I used to work in retail is uh, to quit shopping before I was exhausted because I was going to have to wait in line and then uh, proceed to check out with all my stuff. So, you know, try not to shop uh, until you're exhausted. So then you don't have any energy for that cashier and to get out to your car and so forth and so on. Just tiny little tips of saying, you know what, I'm going to take control of what is happening in my world today. And um, you'll, you'll feel, what's going to happen is it's empowering. You're going to feel better about yourself because you took control. You empowered yourself. You, you, you uh, actually mentally said, I am taking control of this situation. I am taking control of this day in this area. And so what happens is, is you get empowered. And when you get empowered, you feel good about yourself. When you feel good about yourself, you like people around you and you're nicer and kinder. And so the whole experience of uh, the Christmas um, time is easier to get through. We're here. It's going to be here anyway. So we might as well figure out how to go through this with a joyful um, peace and um, uh, patience and kindness uh, for all the people around us so that we're not um, uh, destroying them. So anyway, okay, so note for the day. So real quick, lauriehaywood-mains.com. Here is a book that I published, if you guys can see it, it's your choice. I've been telling everybody I have another one coming out, and I do. You can get these at Barnes & Nobles, or you can get them on Amazon, or you can contact me. So what we've been talking about, uh, we started on uh, the, ble uh, the Believer's Authority. And um, again, I pray uh, before I come on, and I, of course, I study. And um, so we're just going to talk about um, a little bit of how we left it off, I believe, on Monday. And uh, today is um, December 6th, I believe. And um, is it the 6th? Do I have that right? No, today is the 7th. Excuse me. Today's December 7th, and I was here on Monday. Uh, so what we were talking about at that time was... Uh, 
we were talking about the fall of mankind and uh, what the heck happened back then. If you can go back and look at that archive, it'll explain um, as much as I could at that time um, about what happened with the fall of mankind. So the next portion of this topic is um, what is authority? Well, okay, so again, um, these these uh, topics that I'm I'm delivering out there uh, have a lot more depth within them. I mean, you could take the Word of God, and I'm sure I've said this many times, but you can take the Word of God and you can go um, you can go deep, deep, layer, layer, layer upon layer uh, with His Word. So what I am doing at this point is I'm taking this topic and I'm opening it up. And then I may come back down the road and open it up again and go down another deeper layer and then yet another deeper layer. So this is how the Word of God works. As I've been uh, taught by my pastor uh, years ago, and I always like this analogy, is you know how those chimes uh, spin around? They're, they're not the, the, the chimes that have many, but it's just the one the one piece that just goes around and around and hangs. There really isn't any sound to it. Um, he said that those chimes kind of represent um, faith, our faith, that when you get born again, spirit-filled in the things of God, you, 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 you kind of are, are winding your walk, if you will, and then you what God does is he brings you back to the basics and then you do it again, but you just go deeper and then again and you go deeper and then so and it becomes a lifetime of that. And so, you know, then 10 years down the road, 15 years down the road, you know, you know the word um, by layers and by maturity and by things you've gone through and, and learned and teachers and preachers and so forth and so on. So uh, the word of God is a beautiful, magnificent piece because there is no end. It is infinite. I love the word because you can have the same word given to you by someone or you can read a word for the day and then you can come back, you know, months later and be in a different situation and that word speaks to you in an entirely different way. God's word, let's not forget, is alive. It is a now word, rhema word, alive today. His word is not apart from him. It is not a written word that is ink. It's, it is alive, just as you and I are alive. So his word is alive and powerful and full of the anointing. So we want to keep that in mind as um, I teach any of God's word that we can go deep, deep, deep. We can start at the beginning and so forth and so on. So I want to let you know that that's where we are with the believer's um, authority is um, we're just beginning uh, for my journey and um, so let's open up again to what it what is authority um, for the believer and these are takeoffs uh, from Kenneth Hagan of course he was one of my fathers in the faith um, but again for him was probably Smith Wigglesworth John G Lake um, Dowie, I believe his name is, and, and many, many more. So the Word of God is God's Word, not man's Word. So therefore, every generation we build, we take the Word and, we, and it opens up more for us. And so what is authority and why do we need it? 
I mean, what is this all about, the believer's authority? And why do we need it? We're going to be talking about these things in, in the next couple of days. And um, first of all, uh, what authority is, is something that has been delegated to us. Um, and um, in Luke chapter 10, uh, verses 19, the word says, Behold, I give unto you power uh, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall any means hurt you. Now, Jesus is talking to the disciples at this time, and behold, I give unto you power. Where power is, we take the word authority and we put it there because in the Greek, it does mean authority. So if we were to define that, to translate that today, we probably would have put authority in there. However, it means the same thing, but it just kind of gives you a different picture when you hear the word authority. Behold, I give unto you. Now, Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says, look, Behold, I give unto you, that's you on the other side of this window, as a born-again uh, Christian, especially spirit-filled, because there's the power. Um, we'll get into that another day, the, 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 the um, baptism of the Holy Spirit, but uh, I'm going to interrupt myself. But it, to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to be spirit-filled, the simple way that I have mentioned it to my kids is, you know, years ago, is um, you have a, you have gasoline and you're getting ready to put it in your car and you have regular, unleaded, and then you have premium. And I say, you know, it's all gas. Yeah, when you get born again, it's all God. But when you get spirit filled, it's the premium. And why not take the premium? Why not take the best? And so why just settle for regular when you can have the premium? And, 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 I, and I use that as the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Getting, getting filled with the Holy Spirit is getting all of it, the best, the top, the cream. And so um, anyway, let's move on. So, all right. So look, I give unto you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And who is the enemy? The enemy, again, we've talked many times in my broadcast, is <clears throat> Satan, a fallen angel who once was Lucifer. He served under God. He was one of God's uh, most mightiest, uh, wisest, beautiful angels. Um, he was one of three of uh, Michael, um, Lucifer, and... Um, mm, Gabriel. And uh, so, but Lucifer, Lucifer fell and he turned his back on God. Um, pride was found in him. He wanted God's throne. He took a third of the angels, the creation that was on the earth at that time. They rose up against God to take his seat. And uh, he was uh, uh, thrown out of heaven by Michael the, the archangel, um, and it says in the book of Revelation, like lightning uh, heading to the earth, and the earth was his um, domain at that time. And uh, so he became uh, Satan at that time. And now, instead of being um, the most beautiful, wisest, uh, you know, creation of an angel that God created um, for himself and for the kingdom of God, he now had his attributes. He still was wise. He still had influence over music. He still was powerful. Um, 
in in some ways and uh he was tossed to earth and he became uh the most evil uh being that ever uh was created and um so that the reason why i'm telling you is that is because this is the the enemy that jesus is talking about look i give unto you authority to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Those are devils, evil spirits, that's Satan, and um, all his cohorts is who we're talking about. And then Jesus goes on to say, wow, listen to this, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's a pretty powerful statement. So these are the kind of things that we're going to be talking about. So authority is um, been given to us. It's been um, more than actually delegated. It has been actually given to us um, by God through Jesus Christ. Why? Why? Period. Why? The reason why is because we needed it. We had to have it. It's not just uh, a gift that just lands on one or two people in the body of Christ that you see wonderful things happening through. No, 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 no. The authority has been given to all mankind who is born again, spirit-filled, most importantly. So you can dominate, conquer, overcome the enemy. So what? So, so nothing shall hurt you. So meaning there's something out there that is trying to hurt you and I. And this is a side of the Christian life that is not really, well, I'm not going to say, I mean, I know there's massive amounts of bodies out there of the Christ. Uh, that take it seriously, but there's also masses of amounts of people out there that are saved that are playing in the sandbox with these vipers, and it is no game. It, this is a very serious enemy, and people, there's so many Christians that do not want to hear or deal with this side of who we are. This isn't something that um, I'm uh, trying to open up and, you know, dig deep into the layers of the darkness to find out who is Satan and what is all this evil. No, I don't like bad stuff. I don't watch bad movies. I don't watch scary movies. I, I, you can ask anybody that know that's close to me that I will not watch scary movies. I don't get into anything that is on the dark side. Why? Because I don't like getting into that sphere. I don't like getting into that world. I don't like getting into that dominion. And when you, um, so what I'm saying is, is that, you know, this is a side that we are. I'm not digging for it. This is God has spoken. There is a reason why we're to have authority. And it is because we don't have to dig deep to find the enemy. He is right here in front of us. And for a, a lot of us, he's right here in our home. And he's right here in our schools. And he's right here in our churches. And he's right here in our families. And he is having his way with us because people don't want to know 
they don't want to listen, they don't want to dig, they don't want to ask God questions of, okay, so, you know, why why is so many things going wrong, for instance, in, in um, you know, my life? Why, why are so many, just questions like that. And, uh, excuse me, I'm setting my clock, I just realized I didn't. So, what I'm saying here is that, um, maybe it's because there is a devil out there and um, he is out there to steal, kill, and destroy. And it is up to us to learn our authority and what this is all about so that we can start protecting ourselves. Not only that, as adults, if you have children and grandchildren, you can start protecting them too and get get your train turned around or get your ship turned around, uh, you know, if it was heading down the wrong way, uh, you have enough authority when you get started in this um, to turn that whole ship around in, in your whole family line. So this is very powerful, uh, magnificent um, uh, rule and reign that we've been given by Father God. So uh, the reason why we need authority, to go back to that question that I asked, is because there's an enemy, and his name is Satan. And uh, so we're going to move on to um, the type of authority that we're talking about um, is, I'm going to use what Kenneth Hagin has used for years and every, and a lot of people who know this particular part understand what I'm saying. A police officer, um, well, you know what? Let me, I'm going to change it a little bit. Okay, so you have a police officer that uh, goes through his, his training and um, he's been trained and, uh, but we all know uh, with our jobs or, you know, doctor or whatever you do that uh, experience is nice because with experience you gain confidence and you just then you know the part and you feel the part and you are the part <laughs> and uh, so but what I'm saying here is that when a police officer gets sworn in and he puts his badge on he is as much a police officer that day as he will be when he's down the road 15 years but the only thing difference in 15 years is now he, he feels the police officer. He is, he has become, he, he is the form. He, he can taste it, breathe it. He, it is a part of his being. Uh, but when he first put on that badge that first day, he was as much a police officer to anybody out there in the public that he will be in 15 years. So when you become a born-again, spirit-filled believer, you are, you have authority, uh, but you may not feel it. But now what you do is see it's kind of di a little bit. Uh, it's not really backwards, but God God seems to do everything differently than what the world does. So what happens in the kingdom of God is you get born again and spirit filled, and then you you you're you're thrusted now you're new man in Christ Jesus, and you now are operating with the big boys. You are a big boy. But the problem is, is you don't feel like a big boy because you're actually a child in Christ. But as a child, you are born again, spirit-filled. Let's say you get spirit-filled, born again, spirit-filled. And you are now in the body of Christ. And you have all 
authority in you because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world, which is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, Father God. They are one. So you are as much as a part of the body of Christ. In matter of fact, your authority is never going to change. You'll have that authority the day, the moment you get born again. But what happens is you don't feel it. You don't know anything because now you got to go through training. Where with that police saucer or anybody else, doctors and hairdressers, they get their training before they start on the public. But born again, spirit-filled Christians get born again and then they go through training. So, and actually, it's a lifetime of training on this earth. And then when you are in the kingdom of God fully, when this body is gone and dead, you, you keep living because you're living an eternal life. You're going to keep growing. It's never going to stop. So what you don't learn here, you're most likely going to learn in another dimension. So you might as well just learn it all now. And, and then you can be all grown up when Jesus returns. <laughs> well, he says we're, we're, we're a child in Christ. So that is biblical. So anyway, okay, let's get back to, there's so much here. Um, so I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit is um, in full uh, control of my teaching today. I've given it to him, surrendered to him, so that he would speak what you need to hear and not what I need to hear or what I want to say. So I'm flowing with the travels of the Holy Spirit. You can I have notes and I do my study, but then when I get here, I follow the voice of my shepherd. He leads and guides me through this. So um, he wants you to know this stuff. So don't don't just um, kick it off to the side too easily because this stuff is from the Holy Spirit. Um, Okay, so we were just talking about that police saucer. Um, so he is now uh, a police saucer, and what he has the power to do is pretty much uh, if he jumps out of his car and he tells somebody to throw their hands up, then they got to throw their hands up. Uh, if he pulls somebody over, then they, they've got to pull over. Um, if he steps out into traffic, um, because there's a car accident or something and he, you know, he, he puts his hand up like this and, you know, tells you to go around, you go around. And the point of this is that he doesn't have the physical power to use his authority, but the authority is known. And for those who know the authority and understand the authority of that police officer, they do what he says. So that is a picture of us as born-again, spirit-filled Christians where Jesus says up here in, um, uh, was it Luke? Uh, I just passed it. Yeah, Luke 10, where Jesus says, um, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That's what he's talking about is you will be able to um, stop the enemy or force him to go a different way, just like that police officer does. Um, we, 
the word of God in Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So what we want to focus there is it is not, again, like we were just talking about the police saucer, it is not our power. It is not our strength. The power is in the might of the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. So when we come in Christ, and we're going to get into that more, but when we come in the power of his might, see, it's the might of Jesus Christ. It's the might of the Holy Spirit. It is the might of the Father. When we come in to the power of his might, then we can uh, stop the enemy from invading Excuse me. I knew that was coming, but I was hoping it wasn't. <laughs> Human over here, right? If anybody said bless me, thank you. I receive it. Okay, so, all right. So, finally, be strong in the Lord. Put on the power of His might. It's not our knowledge. You get born again, spirit-filled, and you come out of being a child, and you start walking as a son of God. It's not, it's, still doesn't matter. It's not by our might. It's not by our power. It's not by our money. It's not by our experience. It is, we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might only. So that we put on the whole armor of God and we're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We were just talking about that. But we, um, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't, we don't wrestle with people, but we, against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, we take unto us the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. We stand, therefore, having lo our loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I love this. Uh, scripture. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. Well, I'm not going to break that down at this point. I just wanted to go into this uh, Ephesians 6.10. That we are not in our own strength, knowledge, money, experience. It's by the might of our Father, the might of the Holy Spirit, the might of Jesus Christ. And we are never operating in our strength. We are always operating in His might. Uh, if you ever take on something that in your own strength, in your own might, might in the spiritual realm, you will, if you only take it in on your strength and knowledge, you'll most likely fall and you'll get hurt and probably hurt others. So you want to be careful. Again, if you do that, you know, and you fail and you fall, you know what? Get back up and keep on trying and, and learn these things. Uh, don't ever quit because you've made a mistake and you've hurt somebody. We've all done that. So, but we never quit. We don't ever want to give in to the enemy that is roaring uh, like a lion in this uh, place, in this earth, this world we call earth 
Um, so, as I just spoke, 1 Peter 5, uh, be sober, be vigilant, and got, uh, the Lord is talking to us again through uh, Peter. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are, are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Okay, let's just break this down a little bit. So what we're saying here is he's saying be sober, meaning what I was saying is let's let's be alert. You know, we're not trying to dig into the darkness, but we are trying, we are as sons of God, no longer children of Christ, we're sons of God. We are sober and vigilant. We are paying attention. We are learners. We are we walk, we pray, we listen, we meditate, we become, we practice righteousness. Those who practice righteousness are righteous. So the reason why we want to be sober and be vigilant, because why? Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. People say, oh, the devil's under our feet, you know, almost like they're sticking their tongue out at him. Uh, we're covered by the blood of Jesus. The devil's under our feet. We are so much more powerful. Well, yeah, we are. <coughs> we are, but only if you get into the right um, mindset, the right training, the right tools to become that son of God that can indeed, like that police officer, say, stop, and, and the car stops. That is the power, the authority that Jesus has potentially given us. It is in us. But depending on how we draw it out and use it, depending on how close we walk in the kingdom of God by the Spirit of God, depends on how much... Um, anointing comes into your life to be able to tell the devil to stop and turn around and go another way. Those are our potentials. Those are our rights. That, like I told you earlier, when you get born again, spirit-filled, you are thrusted now into another. You are born again. You are a new man. In, you are a new creature in Christ. You are a new man. You are now equipped. You have all potential to become um, a very great woman or a great man of God, great son of God. Or you have all this potential in you, but you can walk the rest of your days as a child in the body of Christ. And excuse me and um, so you you can't be a child you can't be a child and stand up to the enemy he is very powerful if he wasn't then why is our world falling apart our world is a mess the the Middle East is a mess um, we have things coming out of Pandora's box that we've never thought we would ever see probably in our lifetime, but we're here. And the reason why is because Satan does have power. He does. And one of the reasons why he has power is because he's a spirit being that you and I cannot see with our physical eye. We, if we could see this stuff, 
with our physical eye, it sure would help a little bit, but we can't. But it, we don't have to because what we do is when we get born again, spirit filled, we develop the, like I just said, the potential that's inside you, the gifts of the spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And when you develop and train and practice and get closer to the Holy Spirit by the Holy Spirit into the kingdom of God, then you will have the authority in, in measure to stand against the enemy and tell him to go in the name of Jesus. And even then, he is very strong. And like I said, he can do things. Sometimes he can sneak around and, you know, cause havoc. And uh, we've seen great men of God that have been pulled down uh, by the tricks of Satan. And um, it's not just through scandals. It's through, you know, attacks. Uh, and um, so don't ever think that we stick our tongue out at the enemy and say, nah, 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 the blood of Jesus defeats you and I'm, you are under my feet, and da, 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 da. And, you know, like you don't have to train for this thing and, and empower yourself through the Holy Spirit. You're asking for a lot of trouble. That's foolish. That's foolish. He is very powerful, but not near as powerful as the potential that you and I have inside us. And uh, so... It, that's why Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Devour is a pretty strong word. Steal, kill, destroy, devour. So, but for the sons of God that are led by the Holy Spirit are become the sons of God, and they do have that authority because they developed it, it's anointed, and then they can say, no, I stand in the name of Jesus and command you to go in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, I had a dream um, uh, kicking off back here with the authority years and years ago when I first got saved and I was getting into in training as I am now, and um, I remember having a dream, and I was downstairs in my basement where I grew up. And it was very vivid, very crystal clear. I woke up and it was just right there. And I knew immediately that I, that the dream was a dream, although the Holy Spirit was showing me, because God gives you dreams, that the authority I had. And I was in the basement of my old home that I grew up in. And these, and there was a some type of a small party going on, not an ungodly party. It was just a party. I don't re really remember what it was. But uh, these two, um, almost like German shepherds, uh, came in the front door, and they came down those steps, single file, and they had their shoulders up and their heads down and their tails down, and they were fierce and ferocious and they were moving they were picking them up and laying them down and they were coming right towards me and I knew as soon as that door opened and I saw the the uh, face of that dog and also dogs are representation of the enemy in dreams like that they can be in this case it was and uh, those dogs came uh, crawling and and you know up to me like they were gonna you know pretty much rip, rip me up from limb from limb and in my dream I looked right at him and I said in the name of Jesus I command you to stop and the dogs just sat right down and they they were unable to move they just sat right down and the harm was gone the dogs were still there but they just sat boom it was just like butter it was just boom 
And I woke up and I knew immediately that I had been praying in the spirit and I was training and, and learning and he was showing me the authority that um, I have in the name of Jesus. Again, not because of my knowledge or anything good that I've done. It's because I was developing the um, authority that I have and, and he was showing me that this is what this is this is what's going to happen this is the authority I have now and uh, and and I still do and um, so that's the kind of authority you want to have is um, so then nothing shall harm you as, as Jesus said in Luke and uh, so let's move on to first um, John 4 4 you are of God little children you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world it's another one of my favorites. Okay, so you are of God, little children. One John, first John, he wrote this, and have have overcome them. Who is them? Okay, again in Ephesians six twelve, we'll just bounce right back up to six twelve where it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. That is the them that he's talking about. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater, this is what I was just talking about, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So he that is in me is the Holy Spirit. And he that is in the world is Satan, principalities and powers, and spiritual wickedness in high places, rulers of the darkness. They are in the world. And I live in the world, but I'm not of this world. So when I got born again, spirit-filled, the Lord Jesus Christ, I asked him to come into my life. The Holy Spirit comes within me, the Spirit of God, comes in me. I'm born again. I'm a new man in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. All things are made new. I'm a new creation. This is a new Lori. The Lori that that uh, that Lori died and is gone forever. This is the new Lori. A new new inside. New mind. New tongue. New everything. I see, hear, think, everything. I, I have, I have wonderful, wonderful capacity now. And so what happens is when you train, and we just talked about that anointing, for now when I, I feed, I feed my inner man. And, and how do you feed your inner man? By reading the Word of God. Earlier when we first started, I said the Word of God is alive. It is not ink. It is his words coming just as I'm speaking to you right now. That is God's word coming out of his mouth. His word is present. It is alive. It is not yesterday's word and it's not tomorrow's word. It is right now's word. It is everything you need every second of your day for all eternity. That is who is in me and that is who is in you. So do you think you are of God, little children? So you call them little children. So see, I wasn't wrong there earlier. And have overcome them. Who them? The principalities, power, Satan. Because greater, 
greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, the principalities, the power, Satan. Okay? So there is no question that Satan is the god of this world. He's a fallen angel. We talked about this in the first um, session on Monday under the fall of mankind, although I don't think I mentioned this, but Satan became the god of this world because he took the place of Adam. Okay, Adam gave him our rights and he became God of this world. But when Jesus Christ came and died for our sins, which we're going to get into tomorrow, um, when he came and died for us, he gave us, he raised us up to sit with him in heavenly places. So we're going to stop here today because uh, seated in, in with Christ is a big topic and I want time enough to get into it. Because I know the Holy Spirit's going to probably go many different directions like he did today. But um, so the I want to leave this off with. He that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. We are in a war. Um, we are in a um, time, a day and age where we must, we must equip ourselves believers because we have children and grandchildren and we have people around us that desperately need to hear the truth our world is dark and it's getting darker this world is going to become nothing i don't know when this is all going to end and jesus returns but we it is obvious the handwriting is on the wall that our world is out of control Pandora's box has opened. Our country is not the same country. It is, it is time that we wake up and we develop these powerful tools. This, the Spirit of God inside you, the God himself, the creator of all universe, resides inside you. It is time that we just start stripping off the lusts of our flesh and meaning everything that pulls on us away from getting into our dimension, our rights. The word of God in Matthew 6 says, um, seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. Well, that is not just physical things. It's everything. When you seek first, when you pray and you ask, and you sit, and you listen, and you learn, and you keep your learners on all the time. When you're reading, when you're listening, when you're sleeping, when you're watching, keep your learners on. You are the most intelligent creature there is on planet Earth. Don't let this thing go idle. Don't let it go idle. Don't buy into that age thing. Who cares about the numbers in the age? Let's get into our place and take this enemy out of our homes, out of our churches, out of our cities, out of everything that we do. Let's become aggressive with the love of God, with the power of God, raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out demons, standing and standing and stand therefore where it says stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and when you stand do all and then stand some more and stand some more yes we get beat up yes we get tired 
Yes, we get hurt. Yes, we fail. Yes, we do this. We do that. But then in, I think it's in Micah, it says, but oh, my enemy, when I fall, I shall arise again. So we get back up. We heal. But we go forward while we're healing. We move forward while we're healing. If you got to crawl, if you got to stumble, but get up and get back at it. Because even people who grow physically in age, when you don't use it, you lose it. And so the th same thing with the kingdom of God and the things of God by the spirit of God is if we don't use it, we lose it. And then that just opens up that very, very dark door for the enemy to come in and steal, kill, and destroy. Again, remember, he's not here to just pick a little tiny fight. When he gets a hold of you, he steals, he kills, and he destroys, and he annihilates until everything is gone. And, and then you're left in the corner sucking your thumb. Like, what the heck? You know, why is everything going wrong? Well, it's because we're not in our place. It's simple, really. So I encourage you. I stir up the, the man of God that's inside you in the name of Jesus. I call, deep calls unto deep. I call that person, that new creation out in you to move forward, move into the kingdom of God. Move into your authority, you intelligent creature, you. And um, then we get to talk about seated with Christ uh, tomorrow, I hope. So that's what I'm looking at is tomorrow seated with Christ. And we're going to talk about um, the facts of the, uh, the backing of everything I said. We will explain tomorrow of um, the hows and the whys we can really do this. And it's called Seated with Christ. And so we will be back tomorrow. I hope this was good. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to receive the Lord Jesus Christ and get spirit-filled, just close your eyes right now and lift up your hands and say this prayer with me. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me in the name of Jesus for all that I've done. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Come into my heart. Use me. Use me mightily. For your purpose, I ask to be spirit-filled. Lord, Holy Spirit, come in and fill me. Speaking with tongues, give it all the premium gasoline that you can. I want it all, Lord. I want it all. Use me for the rest of my life for your purpose and your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, please contact me or someone you know that's spirit-filled, born-again. Get into a spirit-filled, born-again, good church. You are magnificent. And God and the Holy Spirit, they want to rest. They want to use you mightily. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Remember that. It's not by size, money, culture, age. This is about you surrendering your life and allowing him. He will use you mightily. He wants to. You don't have to talk him into it. And that's what we're going to get into tomorrow. So 
In the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining. I so appreciate you being here. God bless.